things. I'm not going to preach to you now. I'm going to ask Jennifer if she would come up here.
and also for everyone that helped us. We had people serving, people cooking. Allison was decorating. There was a lot going on to make that happen. And so thank you guys for that. We are honored to be your pastor. And uh, we're, we're having a great tournament. I think we're having a great tournament. And uh, the good news is we're, we're not here to build our own kingdom. We're here to build the kingdom of the Lord. And so I'm just glad that we could come along with I'm glad that we could come alongside you guys. It's kind of like when Esther in the Bible, whenever she was, that's perfect. Whenever she, well, maybe a little less. Whenever Esther came into the kingdom and she said, perhaps, Mordecai said, perhaps God has sent you for such a time as this. And I think that's what has happened with us is it's just nothing by our power or our might or our ability, but it is by the working of the Holy Spirit and I think it's because God has put us together for this season. I believe God has put us together. And like I said, not to build our kingdom. I think God has joined us together in order to reach our community for Him. To bless this church. And quite frankly, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot going on. And to God be the glory for what's going on in this house. He's the one that does all of this. So I thank you. For everything you've done for us and today, we honor you and for the gifts and everything, and you've been so gracious. So today, we, we want to thank you for that. I want to get right into the Word this morning. I, I want to, um, the doctor told me last week, I went to him, and he told me that I have what they call acute laryngitis. Has anybody ever had that? Well, I'm not totally losing my voice. Andy says she's got it right now. <laughs> Um, but what I'm going to do this morning, I'm going to do my best. The Lord's been helping me with this thing. I'm not totally losing my voice. I just kind of feel weak in my voice. But the uh, Lord is going to come by and He's going to help us today. I know He will. He always does. Uh, I was preaching a revival. And I can't remember. Been from Pennsylvania, Virginia. I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere else. And um, I preached at night. Couldn't even talk. The next day, I couldn't talk at all. And I'd get in the pulpit. I'd preach my sermon. Get out in the pulpit. Couldn't even talk at all. It was amazing. But the Lord allowed His Word to continue to be ministered. That shows you that God's in the plans. God can change anything. And so today we want to get right into the Word. And I was going to put our title screen up there if you would, my friend. Let your faith fight for you. You have your Bibles, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6 and verse 11 through 12 is where I want to go this morning. Chapter 6, verse 11 through 12. You have heard this many, many times. This is not new to you. This is what Paul says to Timothy. But you, old man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. The command he gave him, he said, you fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession <coughs> in the presence of many witnesses. I want you to grab up the first part of verse 12 says, he told Timothy, he said, you just fight the good fight of faith. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. It's, this is called actually the roll call of faith is what it is called in my Bible. But in chapter 11, verse 1, I want you to grab this, the way that this translation reads. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And it is assurance about what we do not see. I'm going to read that one more time. Grab it. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And it is assurance about what we do not see. 
What faith, what is faith today? What faith is, is simply this. If I cannot see it, I have confidence and I have assurance that God will still do it. If I cannot see it, I have confidence and I have assurance in my heart because of who God is, that if God said it, God can do it. That is where we're walking in faith. That is why faith is not by sight. Faith is something that we have to trust God through. That's why it's called faith. Faith is when we're out of control in our humanity and we can't control the situation for all you control freaks out there today. What faith says is you got to let go and you got to let God do the work. And so today I want us to look that we know faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit because God tells us it's a gift. He also tells in Galatians 5 that the Holy Spirit was a, that, that the gift of faith was a fruit of the Holy Spirit. But we also know through the Bible that faith is also a powerful weapon of the Holy Spirit. And this is what I learned is that faith in God will fight every battle for you. Faith, my friends, has never lost a battle. Faith will always win. If you do not believe that, you can ask David. Little David on the battlefield when there's a big old giant that probably nine feet tall, some people say. But little David went on that battlefield and said, I come to you. And what? In the name of the Lord. It was through faith that David was able to fight against a giant in his life. If you do not believe it, just ask the children of the three Hebrew children as they were thrown into the fire on that day that they would not bend and they would not bow to an ungodly wicked king. But on that day as they're thrown in, guess what God did? Faith steps up, faith fights their battle, and here they come out. They don't have a bit of singe on their skin. They don't even smell like smoke. And they've been in the middle of a fiery furnace that has been heated up seven times. But ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to a word by the name of faith. And then, if you don't believe it, you can even ask uh, Moses. And Moses was a life of faith. Even as a baby, little Moses was in the bulrushes. You remember that. And he's going through the bulrushes. And there's alligators and crocodiles all around him. But by faith, Moses sailed down the Nile River. Not one of them could lay a tooth on him. That's called faith. You ask him because many years he led the children of Israel. They doubted. They said, God can't do it. So he and God would say, take your rod and lift it up. A sea's going to part. That's faith. He says to Moses, take the rod. Hit this stone. And when you hit the stone, water's going to come out. Just pray. You're hungry. You need food. Just believe in me. Let, let faith work in your life. But all of a sudden, quail and birds meet falling from the sky. And God's people are eating. That, ladies and gentlemen, is faith. Understand with me today that the problem is this. We have to realize that faith knows how to win the battle. Because faith will always win. But our problem is not faith. Our problem is that we have so many self-imposed limitations that we put on ourselves that we never get out there and actually fight to win. What is a self-imposed limitation? A self-imposed limitation means that we literally taught ourselves Right out of the victory. Has anybody ever done that today? Now I'm going to tell you, if I'm going to preach for Larry Travis, you're going to have to give me a couple of minutes to help this poor boy out or I ain't going to leave. So can I hear a good hold on this? Amen. Amen. Thank you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's shake it off. Let's walk, operate in faith here for a little while this morning. I ain't going to have you for about 30 
time. Please forgive the preacher. Self-implementation. What that means is literally we talk ourselves out of the victory. And this is the bottom line. I've done it many times. And oftentimes, I've told myself, and see, this is the problem. I've been raised in church, and I know church, and, and, and I know what God's able to do, and, and I know I've seen miracles, but, but so oftentimes, even though I've been a man of faith and I've had faith, I just got to admit it today, if I'm real with you, there's a lot of times in my journey that I haven't had the faith I should have. And there's a lot of times in my journey that I have doubted the capability of God. I hate to say it today, and I'm embarrassed, but that was me. You know, when I was 16 years old, I had what they call spontaneous pneumothorax. What that simply means is that every time, it can happen anywhere. You could be walking, you could be jogging, you could not even be exerting much energy, but at that time, air would get into your lung, and it would cause your lung to collapse. That's why it's called spontaneous. It just happens out the blue. You never know. One time I was slow watermelon when it happened. One time I was walking in school. I remember every time it happened. One time I was thinking my life a beautiful old fish pond. Lung collapse. I remember I had surgery on that thing, and I remember the adversary coming to me, and he told me right out of the bed. I remember him coming to me, and he told me, he said, you will never preach again. I remember it like it was yesterday. And you know what I did? I got to a place that I about believe it. Johnny, I don't know what you call those little things, but if you've ever been in the hospital, you know you put it in your mouth in that little bottle? That ball, I don't know how much it weighs, but it felt like it weighed about 100 pounds. And I'm breathing just as hard as I can. The ball goes about this high, and it falls down to the ground. I feel like crying, I feel like I'm breaking, I feel like I'm losing it. And I'm like, I can't preach, I can't even breathe. And the devil kept telling me over and over, you'll never preach, you'll never preach. But I remember that one Sunday, I got an opportunity, and I remember telling the devil, or it was a Wednesday night, brother. And I told the devil that night, I said, you said I'd never preach again, but bless God, tonight I'm going to preach. And I remember I preached that night, I remember I struggled. And I remember when I tried to take a deep breath, I couldn't even get a full breath in my, in my diaphragm, couldn't even get a full breath. But that night I preached with everything I had. I've been preaching ever since, and I'm telling you, but there's still times that the devil Thank you. 
Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, you keep fighting for the faith, and the faith will fight for you. You fight for the faith, and then your faith will arise in you, and your faith will fight against all of these enemies that are coming all against your fears and a fight against your feelings. Thirdly, faith will fight against the facts. F-A-C-T-S. Do y'all know what facts means? Facts are true. Facts are not a lie. Facts are the truth. When you look up the very different definition of fact, a fact is a fact. See, a lie has been proved to be false. A fact has been proved to be true. It's just the way it is. It is a fact that if I jump off this stage right now, I will not fly. <laughs> I can believe it with all my heart. I can let my jacket flap my yard, and I'm going to fall like a rock. I'm going to break my neck right here jumping off this stage because that's the facts. It's just the way it is. The fact is, some of y'all can grab this, what's this thing called, trombone, horn, something or another. Whatever that thing's called over here. I can hand it to you and say, hey, play where the saints go marching in. The fact is, you don't know how to play. And all you gotta do is make clutching. Well, you know how it sounds. It's gonna be a lot of ruckus, is what it's gonna be. Because the fact is, if you don't know how to play it, you simply just don't know how to do it. A fact is a fact. So we cannot say that the fact is not real, but faith can overcome every fact. See, 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 some of y'all, y'all still ain't got this. It doesn't matter what the facts say. If God says he can do it, he will do it. And here's the thing with God. God never shows up late. God always shows up right on time. The fact was that Lazarus had been dead for four days. But when the faith of Jesus Christ arose and he said, Lazarus, you come forth out of that grave of man Isn't it amazing what faith has the power to do? The facts are not the end because we serve this God that I'll call him a God of impossibilities. I was reading the lyrics of a song. It was an old song. I wish I could sing it today, but I can't. But it was called The Truth Is. And this is the way the second verse came. It said, now in fact, there have been times that you've questioned. Should you throw up your hands and just get in? And in fact, you said there's no reason to keep fighting when you'll never win. Oh, but that's not the end of the story. Because the truth says you shall overcome. When the facts say that you're almost defeated, the truth is you've already won. I love the chorus. And the truth is you're not forsaken. The truth is you won't be denied. The facts may be stacked up against you right now. But the truth is that God, He is on your side. See, somebody needs to get that today. Let faith arise in your life today. The facts may be against you, but the truth is that God is still there and God can overcome all of the facts. Can you give God praise today? Let me hurry along. Let me show you something. The facts are not the end. We serve this God the impossible. We serve the God who can stop everything in motion going on in your life. It is a fact that God can do that. I'm going to show you. 
So if we were to look scientifically, it is a fact that the earth right now is rotating around the sun. Right this minute. It shows you how awesome God is when you think that if the sun just tilts one or two degrees out of the way, guess what happens to us? Y'all wouldn't even know. We'd all be gone. Just a, just a degree. That don't seem like much, does it? Now they tell me it's global warming. They put it down pump to five degrees or something like that over the next 30 years. Like, oh, that don't seem like it's going to help much. Maybe it does. I don't know. One degree makes a lot of difference. I don't know. But what I do know is that the earth is going around that sun. There's a rotation that is going on all the time around the sun. But I read in my Bible that Joshua is in the middle of a battle. He is stacking up the enemy like cordwood or firewood, just, just chopping them down, stacking them up. More come, he defeats them. He had momentum. Can I tell you, when you got momentum, you don't quit. When you got momentum, you just keep on going. So he said, my God, we can't quit this battle. But the problem is, the sun is about to go down. They can't fight at night time. They don't have the technology we have. So as he sees the sun setting, he knows that the enemy's about to get away. And he felt a burst of faith rise up in him. And says, I know what the fact is. The fact is that at such and such time, the sun goes down. The enemy's going to leave. I cannot kill them all. So all of a sudden, faith arrives, and he gets the Holy Ghost on him, and he points at the sun, and he says, Sun, stand still. Can I hit the pause button for just a minute? Pops. Let's rewind. I said in the middle of the battle, the sun is setting, but Joshua, with faith rising up in him, points at the sun and says, Sun, stand still. This guy is a wonder. But guess what happened? The sun stood still. Isn't it amazing? I want you to really grab this. I want you to grab this. When he did it, God put his foot on the brake pedal of the entire universe. And this happened because one man decided to exercise his faith and the enemy was completely destroyed. Can you believe that? I mean, there's people that are looking on the other side of the world saying, honey, is the sun going to stay up today? There's somebody else saying, oh my gosh, is the sun never going to come up? God stopped everything because faith got in the way of the facts. Nothing is in motion in your life or coming towards you that the enemy has brought to you that is too big for God. God can take his big foot yes. and he can push the brake pedal and he can say, stop it right there. There's no more battle. There's no more sickness Amen. right now. I'm stopping it. I'm putting a heart yes. on there for the facts say Faith will always win. Sons stand still. When you stand up in faith, all of a sudden people are walking out of ICU units that were that had a death sentence that were supposed to die. He'll walk out and say, I'm gonna live, I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna declare the works of the Lord. Don't give up yet, child of God. Don't give up quite yet. Because your faith will fight against the facts in your life. Victory is yours if you can just believe. Amen. And I'm gonna leave you with this point. I'm gonna close and I'm gonna let you go each in. And last time. Faith fights for your future. As long as you have faith, you have a tomorrow. I don't care 
My goodness, as long as you have faith, you have another chance. Somebody said, Pastor, I made mistakes. Guess what? I have too. Peter denied Jesus Christ. Not one time, not two times, three times. That is intentional sin. He thought about it. He was warned of it. He still did. That's called preconceived sin. He, it didn't catch him off guard. He knew it was coming. Jesus already told him, prophesied, this is going to happen. He knew what was coming. Three times he denies the Lord. But guess who was the Pentecostal preacher on Acts chapter 2? The biggest event in history. The day that the church was born. Guess who the guest speaker is? His name is Peter. Isn't that powerful? This guy that has failed, that has made that. Look at Luke 22. See, this is powerful. I need somebody to see this. I need, but the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine at the table. Go on to verse 22. The Son of Man will go as it's been decreed, but what the man who betrays him? And this is not the verse that I was looking for. That must be the wrong one. The one that I want you to see is where he said, Simon, Simon. He said, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. In other words, don't allow your faith to die. Don't allow your faith to be killed by the enemy. He said, and when you are converted, or when you return back, when you are brought back, I want you to strengthen the brother. You may have failed, you may have made a mistake, but I'm a God of second chances. Amen. You still got a hope. You still got a future. God can restore the years the enemy took from you as long as you have faith. God opens these doors. He always does, and He makes a way for us. His plans for you, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, He said, I'm going to give you a hope, and I'm going to give you a what? A future. Let me tell somebody about your future. There's a rapture in your future. There are streets of gold in your future. There are gates of pearl in your future. There is a mansion in your future. There is a face-to-face -face meeting with Jesus Christ, the man that died for our sins in our future. Does that sound like a future that is worth fighting for? Yes. Does that sound like a faith that is worth fighting for? If I'm Timothy, I'm looking. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. I may go through trouble here, I may go through trials here, but faith is fighting for me as long as I keep the faith. A good fight is when we know how it's going to end. Come on, Stephen, I'm closing. You, you need to understand today something about God. We're not in this thing at all. When you go through struggles and you go through trials, you're not facing it alone. You need to know that God is with you. You need to know that. Now, sometimes we wait on our buddies, our pals, our friends, our pastor. Well, we need them to come alongside me. You know, nobody, nobody's here for me. Nobody. I want you to know when you feel like that, God's there for you. If you keep the faith, eventually your faith's going to rise up against whatever's fighting against you, and it's going to win. I'm telling you, you're going to win the battle. You're going to win. You're not alone. If the devil is pushing you in tests and trials, God is pushing back with his goodness, with his grace. He's saying good days are coming. He says that us victory is coming. If we do not lose heart, our faith continues to fight for us. 
Sometimes the pastor, you don't know, man, I got drug issues, or I got alcohol issues, or I got sexual addictions, or I got some secret things in my life. I am telling you today in the name of Jesus that if you allow faith to arise in your life, faith can defeat them all. We need to 
you're in anticipate rain, you better take an umbrella. When a man tells you it's going to rain, when a meteorologist, a man, says to us, it's going to be storming out there today, we got about a night of And I'm going to tell you, they have to kind of get it right. I'm sorry. It's like the one job in the world that you can ultimately fail at, get paid good money, and say it's an act of God. You can't have that. It's out of control. You don't control it. But they tell us that it's going to rain. You know what we do? What do you do? Grab your plane umbrella. Because it might rain. Why is it when it comes to God who is never wrong? That when He says it's going to rain. When He says let your faith arise. Something is about to happen in the atmosphere. Change is coming. Why in the world don't we grab our spiritual umbrella and say it is about to pour out here? Is there anybody in this house today that can believe with me? That with God, all things are possible. Can we stand and let us pray together? I'm going to let you pray where you are. This is our moment of God. There's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing.